Welcome everyone, I'm Daniel Joseph and you're on the Corner Friends. Thanks for joining me. We are currently looking at the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. And in our last message, we talked about how Dr. Anthony Fauci and Bill Gates and the World Health Organization were all interconnected. But even more than that, that they were propelling an agenda that is identically the same. All of them want every man, woman, and child vaccinated. Pure and simple. Well, today we're gonna we're gonna continue to look at the agenda. And really what we're gonna do is we're just gonna sift through some current events. We're gonna sift through some articles and statements, things that are going on in this country. And as you're gonna see, the agenda becomes clearer and clearer as we go it's much bigger than what most people think. And then as we get into next week, we're going to kind of turn a page and we're going to build on top of all of this and a lot of dots are going to start to uh, be connected and then ultimately getting to that point as we can see that what we are literally witnessing right now is in fact Bible prophecy being fulfilled right before our eyes. So with that said, Let's break into this. And the first headline I want to share with you today reads as follows. Tony Fauci and the Trojan Horse of Tyranny. This is actually written by a doctor, Dr. McGill. And this is what he says. It is true uh, to seriously, it is time rather, to seriously question everything we are told regarding the physical and cultural virus. In other words, what the good doctor is saying is that when it comes to the World Health Organization, when it comes to Bill Gates, when it comes to Dr. Anthony Fauci and others like them, as they are speaking, as they are purporting their agenda, you need to question everything that is coming out of their mouths. It is time to do this. And fortunately, thousands, not hundreds, thousands of doctors are doing this uh, today amongst thousands upon thousands of Americans. Now, he goes on and says, Dr. Anthony Fauci, in his role as longtime federal immunology bureaucrat, paid $3.7 million to the Wuhan laboratory for coronavirus development after the U.S. declared a moratorium on such funding. Now, there is a boatload of articles in regard to this, and people are asking, how in the world did this happen? When, in fact, there was a moratorium on this, and yet, he's been funding the Wuhan lab with U.S. money for with th over $3 million. I mean, something doesn't smell right. This is, this is how most people would interpret criminal activity. And so the doctor brings this out. Now he goes on and he says this, Fauci is joined at the hip with Bill Gates, paid for the scam VA study at the University of Virginia and has been on the payroll of the Clinton Foundation for years. You know, other, several other doctors have come out and noted the same thing that uh, Dr. McGill has here. He is responsible for the death of thousands of Americans by leading the opposition to a drug regimen that is at least 91% effective in curing SARS-CoV infections. Now you think about that statement for a second hydroxychloroquine which is what he's alluding to has proven itself to be so successful 
that the numbers are in the 90 percentile. I mean, this is a drug that is proven itself. And yet, this is the drug being shoved under the rug. And the good doctor is asking, what is going on with this? This is unacceptable. People are dying when they, ha when they could have had access to hydroxychloroquine and totally recovered. And there are countless stories of people literally feeling, uh, and, and some would tell you they were on their deathbed, they were administered hydroxychloroquine and made an incredible, what they would even call a miraculous recovery overnight. I mean, that's incredible, right? And so moving on, he says, is there any, thereby violating the, his oath, first do no harm and his responsibility to America and Americans? Is there any reason America, the last great hope for humanity, should fall to a virus with 99.6% survival rate, even if it's being manipulated by a well-orchestrated and executed malevolent plan by those with nefarious intentions, obviously alluding to the fact that he knows what we are seeing is in fact an agenda. It is orchestrated. It is nefarious. It is criminal. The good doctor sees this, but what I really want you to hone in on is his statement that COVID has a 99.6% survival rate. And I don't care if you, you want to debate, well, it's only 92 or it's 94, or I don't care if you want to say it's 85 or 82. When we start talking about a virus and its interaction with mankind in regard to how deadly it is, the, the ultimate question to ask is what is its survival rate or someone asked what is its mortality rate this is what we want to know if you're telling me that the survival rate 70 percent well the public at large has a good chance of surviving i mean period how in the world with a survival rate as high as covid19 uh and, and there are there are fluctuating different numbers uh, depending on what source you're going to but how in the world, pray tell, can we justify a response of literally force shutting down businesses, putting people into poverty, shutting the doors of the church, forcing people to wear masks and do all these things? How can you justify that with the survival rate as it is? And even if it's less than this, my response is you can't. The only thing that you could say is that there is an agenda. There's an agenda that needs to be hit. There's a goal that needs to be met in regard to this. Now, moving along, look at this. Who temporarily pauses hydroxychloroquine study citing safety concerns? Isn't that interesting? I love this headline. Despite success, who suspends clinical trials of hydroxychloroquine? Despite success, now again, I ask, why would they do that? Well, when you have a drug as successful as it is coming in and as cheap as it is, kind of the hero of the day that can deal with this virus, you can't have that when you have an agenda to, in, to initiate forced vaccination where you want to vaccinate every man, woman, and child. This totally destroys your agenda. 
So this shows you how committed Gates and Fauci and the World Health Organization and all those in support of it, it shows you how committed they are to achieving that agenda to where you have a legitimate drug available to the public at large. And that's been tested for over 70 years through human consumption. I mean, the, 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 the human interaction with this drug. We know this drug better than anything that you can produce today. I don't care if you test it on 500 people. I don't care if you test it on 500,000 people. Time is the greatest test. And this thing's been tested over roughly 70 years. Look at this. Just to further see this agenda, Pritz. Uh, Pritzker, which is the governor of Illinois, he made this statement, no normalcy. Now that word we're going to come back to next week because it's important. No normalcy for Illinois churches, businesses, until vaccine. It's fascinating to me that churches were explicitly mentioned and first. No normalcy for churches. Don't expect business to go back. Not until we have our agenda met. Not until we fulfilled it. Oh, then you can go about your way. Yeah, I, I doubt that. Alan Dershowitz, state has right to plunge a needle into your arm. Contends Constitution grants government power to forcibly vaccinate individuals. Harvard Law School emeritus professor Alan Dershowitz claimed in an interview that the government has a constitutional right under the 10th Amendment to forcibly vaccinate a citizen to curb the spread of a contagious disease. Now, I'm fascinated by the verbiage that this attorney has used, this professor has used, that when it comes to a contagious disease, he doesn't isolate one specific one. I mean, he talks about any disease. Well, there are many viruses that are obviously, viruses are contagious, and they can be contagious in, in different ways. Influenza, which can be a broad term. Influenza is contagious. I mean, there's no doubt about this. You could say the common cold. Are, are we sane? Are we willing to come out and say, yeah, anything that's contagious is virtually uh, deems worthy of a total lockdown, imprisonment in your homes, forced close of businesses, and forced closing of churches, and stopping the way of life as we know it. I mean, do you see how ridiculous this is? Do you see how wide this door is? And we, we know we're dealing with a virus with a pretty good success rate, a pretty good uh, survival rate, right? Well, listen to what he goes on and says. Let me put it very clearly. You have no constitutional right to endanger the public and spread the disease. Even if you disagree, you have no right to be vaccinated. No, excuse me. You have no right not to be vaccinated. You have no right not to wear a mask. You have no right to open up your business, he said. Isn't that insane? The interviewer, Jason Goodman, interjected asking if the famed constitutional scholar was saying that if the government decides you have to be vaccinated, we have to be vaccinated? Absolutely, Dershowitz replied. And if you refuse to be vaccinated, the state has the power to literally take you to a doctor's office and plunge a needle into your arm. Now, 
first of all, there's attorneys that would absolutely come at this from a completely different angle and disagree with Dershowitz. Harvard is a petri dish of progressivism. I mean, it is a septic tank of producing progressives, kicking them out year after year. This is no debate. It, filling the halls with communistic ideology. So I, I'm not surprised to hear this kind of rhetoric or even this kind of argument that you absolutely, as an American citizen, absolutely have zero rights. You have no rights whatsoever. Uh, and, and that includes even refusing to be vaccinated. Now, should this concern us that we have this kind of rhetoric coming out? It absolutely should. But this is the people who are perpetuating this agenda. This is what they're going to stand on. And this is the kind of speech that they're, they're going to be utilizing. Where you have no right not to wear a mask. Where you have no right not to be vaccinated. You have no right to open your business. I mean, right now, we're living this. And it's all based on this idea that there's a contagious disease out there. This is their justification for this. Now, this is insanity. If you think for one moment, you'll never convince me that this is exactly what the framers had in mind in regard to the 10th Amendment, in regard to the First Amendment at all, or the 14th Amendment. You will never convince me that this is what they had in mind. What we see is there's an abuse of interpretation happening here. There's a twisting, which is what you would expect when it comes to the spirit of Antichrist, which is what you would expect when it comes to communism. I mean, the devil himself didn't shy away from Scripture. He manipulated it. He twisted it. And this is how he moves forward in his agenda. I'm not surprised to see this. This is absolutely demonic and frightening. Yeah. To know that American citizens have no say. This is getting crazy. Infectious disease expert, I love what he says, American medicine has gone nuts. Hear, hear. Smith, a graduate of Yale University School of Medicine and a former research scientist at the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases under Dr. Anthony Fauci, sees many of his colleagues react reacting to a drug he argues has been shown in studies worldwide and in his own practice to be a safe and effective treatment for COVID-19. Again, hydroxychloroquine. It's, it's, it's coming to the surface here yet once again. I don't have words to describe how frustrating this is, he said in a phone interview Wednesday morning with WorldNet Daily. There's just a craziness out there, and I don't know how to correct it, Smith said. The truth doesn't matter anymore. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, if in fact, as I would submit to you and have, that the spirit of Antichrist is moving en masse, I would expect to hear this kind of rhetoric come to the table where people would be baffled, where scientists, where, where physicians would be utterly confused and they would come to the table and says, truth doesn't matter anymore. See, because this is what the spirit of Antichrist does. Daniel 8, 12, again, it casts truth 
to the ground. See, because truth doesn't matter when you're promoting your agenda. All that matters is the agenda. When communism goes to move forward to purport its agenda, good and evil is irrelevant. Lying, it doesn't matter. All that matters is accomplishing the goal of infiltrating governments, bringing them down, and converting them to be communistic in nature and eventually take over the whole world. I want to show you how crazy this is absolutely getting. This is the headline. Written order shows state falsely claiming isolation camps are voluntary. Health officers will sign detention order if you do not comply with this request. Now listen to this article. Washington state lawmaker is alerting citizens to isolation camps set up in his state and others to house people who became infected with COVID-19, warning that contrary to the conventional narrative, they are not voluntary. They're not. State Republican Representative Matt Shea of the Spokane area in eastern Washington explained in a video interview with the New American Magazine that the camps are part of a Democratic Governor Jay Inslee's policy of contract tracing, which has been implemented by many states. Now, this is going back to that H.R. 6666, the Tracer Act law. Well, here it's implemented. He's implementing this in Washington. He explained that the tracers visit people who may have been infected and advise them they can isolate at a center to protect other members of their household. While the infected person may be asked to volunteer, the government makes it clear that people can be forcibly quarantined, Shea pointed out. So isn't that comforting that as it explains here that when the tracers come out to your house and, and they visit you, that they're going to advise you, that they, they can isolate you. In, in essence, they, they can help protect the rest of the members of the household by taking you out. And you know what? We're going to relocate you in an isolation camp. Oh, let me see. Where have I heard this before? Yeah, Nazi Germany. Right where they told the Jews, oh, you, first of all, you're a public health risk. This is how the Jews were portrayed in Germany. And therefore, you know what, Jews, you know, yeah, we just need to, we need to relocate you. It's going to be fine. We have these camps set up. It's going to be fine. We're just going to relocate you. It's for safety reasons. This is all going to work out. And then they push them into the ghetto. They force close their businesses. They force close the synagogues. Yep, all of that happens. And then, you know, here you have other Jews. They're, they're going to a different camp known as Auschwitz. Yeah, you, we, we know how that ended out, right? We know how that worked out for, for the Jewish people not good he read a line from a form that local health officers are to present to someone who is infected so in other words he's literally going to read off of this this is fascinating this is what the health officers are being given as they're going to go out to these homes that are supposed to be you know what we're going to volunteer you know we if you want to volunteer to be relocated yeah it's all fine well look at what this form says if you do not comply with this request for voluntary quarantine you can't make that up I may or will sign a detention order enforced by the police to ensure your compliance. That sounds very volunteerish, doesn't it? it? There's nothing volunteering about this at all. This is forced compliance that when these tracers come out, 
and they deem you a public health risk. Now, here's the thing. It's at completely at their discretion of whether you are a public health risk or not. It has nothing to do with whether you're showing symptoms. You don't even have to be, have running a fever of 103. You may be vomiting, maybe showing other signs of, let's just say, COVID-19, that they're just, the symptoms are there. There's no debate about it. But there's nothing withholding them for if they say, you know what, I've tested you, and now you got to rely on this test that we have no knowledge of whether it's legitimate or not, that they can just start plucking people out of the house at will. This is, this is frightening. I mean, when you think about this, look at this. In conjunction with what we just read, Inslee, the governor of Washington, which is what we were just reading in the state of Washington, enlists National Guard, state employees, and healthcare officials to implement contract tracing. Washington Governor Jay Inslee unveiled a statewide plan for contact tracing of COVID-19 cases Tuesday that will utilize the Washington National Guard, State Department of Licensing, and state and local health care professionals. Those officials will identify uh, people who have had contact with someone who has tested positive for the coronavirus with both the infected person and the people on their contact list facing mandatory quarantine. Can I ask you why the military is getting involved here? Because of what's highlighted. They're going to force mandatory, make it mandatory to quarantine. They're just going to start ripping people out. They're going to get the military involved. It's getting absolutely real in our world right now. And again, this is the expectation I would have of a complete takeover when someone goes out conquering and to conquer. When you have the spirit of Antichrist, this spirit of communism going forth, this is what you would expect to see taking place, uh, specifically at the end of the age. Look at this, like it couldn't get weirder. Harvard professor blames Christianity's malignant belief in afterlife for lockdown protests. So because you as a Christian actually believe there is a heaven and there is a hell. You're the problem. This is where he's going with this. This is what he says. Harvard psychology professor Steven Pinker said Thursday that the push for reopening society for, from lockdowns comes from Christianity's malignant delusion of belief in an afterlife. Atheists who believe in this life alone are more concerned with health and safety. Well, so it's the atheists, those who reject this notion of Jesus, of Yeshua, as being the Messiah who, who died on the cross for your sins and has the power to resurrect you from the dead and give you eternal life. You're the nut jobs, the sane people, the sober people, the people that have hearts and that care. These are the atheists. Professor Pinker suggested in a tweet, while Christians tend to devalue actual lives and live a riskier existence, you can't make this up. He's actually saying Christians don't give a hoot about anyone else. Essentially saying all they care about is themselves. They, they live risky lives because they don't care if they die because they actually believe in their sick little minds that there is a hereafter, that there is a heaven. Belief in an afterlife is a malignant delusion since it devalues actual lives. 
and discourages actions or action that would make them longer, safer, and happier, and actually live longer, safer, and happier. Now, jumping ahead here, let me share this headline with you. Dr. Drew, governors, here's another doctor, governors pushing lock, continued lockdowns, not following the science. And so he's recognizing this. Addiction specialist and TV personality Dr. Drew Pinsky said Friday that governors who are continuing to extend their coronavirus lockdown orders are no longer following the science. He says there is no science of lockdown. There is not. We don't have that science. It's all models, conjecture, theory. This isn't science, Pinsky told the Brian Kilmeade show. No kidding. It isn't science. Well, if it isn't science, what is it? Again, I tell you, it is an agenda. That is exactly what this is about. This isn't about uh, uh, being responsible. This isn't about practical medicine. This isn't about caring about the well-being, uh, the well-being of the people, the health of the people. It's about an agenda. And the more you start peeling back layer after layer, the more this becomes a reality. Look at this. Chicago pastor says mayor militarized police to block church parking lot. The pastor of a lean Romanian Pentecostal church in Chicago told the Todd Starnes show on Monday that Chicago mayor Lori Lightfoot militarized the city police department to prevent worship at his church amid the coronavirus outbreak. Now I ask you, who would try to prevent the ecclesia, the body of Christ coming together to worship him. I'm going to tell you, it's the Antichrist. And understand that his agenda, a very much so communistic agenda, is being implemented right before our eyes. What is happening right now is an attack on the church. The fact that churches are closed is not a coincidence. The fact that people are militarizing the Chicago mayor, militarizing police to intimidate the churches. This is not a coincidence. Harry uh, Mehet, an attorney from Liberty Council, said Lightfoot's tactics in preventing the service was mob-like because in addition to blocking the street parking outside the church, the city told residents who lived on the street that the reason they were inconvenienced was because of the church. Now get that. You see what Lightfoot is doing, this mayor of Chicago? She's flipping it upside down. She's demonizing the church as Hitler demonized the Jews. This is what is going on, getting the public to hate them so that now, guess what we have? In this country, we have churches burning to the ground. People burning the churches upset that they would, how dare they, go to the house of worship and take risk everyone's health. Everyone's health is at stake, as if the fact that you're going to church is going to kill everyone in the town. I mean, this is, this is what's happening. This is the psych warfare that is taking place in this country. And yes, it is targeting the church. No question about it. The Antichrist is going full force in effect. Um, it goes on and says, what the mayor was doing here, and this is the attorney's comment on the mayor, what the mayor was doing here was that she manufactured a crisis. Agreed. 
and scapegoated the churches with the intent, we believe, of inciting hatred and violence against these families that just want to worship their God. That is exactly, he articulated it perfectly. He sees it clearly. This is what is happening. Look at this headline. Chicago declares church a public nuisance, threatens to destroy property. Again, sound familiar? Yes, it does. Now we Christians in this generation and in this country, it's unthinkable considering where our country used to be. Churches are declared being declared a public nuisance. Man, this is like Nazi Germany all over again. This is like uh, living in communistic Russia under the Lenin-Stalin period. Absolutely insane. Let me share with you a video of this mayor of Chicago and show you Without a question, this is, this is intentional. This is part of the agenda to go after the churches. This is insane. Look at this video. Written into law, it's just a very dominant culture. I think the only way you can do it is a couple ways. One, I would, I'm thinking about an executive order from day one that says, you know, in more legalese than this, this is not a thing. We will not no longer honor this because the way that all the prerogative works is there's got to be compliance with the executive branch because otherwise it doesn't work. So you got to eliminate that compliance and you make it a mandate. Um, and then you do training, particularly in the city, I'll call them licensing departments, whether it's zoning, buildings, um, housing will be impacted by it, planning certainly. Um, and, it's, and, you, and you pick the people that run those agencies and the deputies that are pledging allegiance to the new world order and good governance. And then I think you have the inspector general do some spot audits to make sure that there is real compliance. There you have it. Pledging allegiance to the new world order and good governance. Again, I tell you that that says it all. There's no mystery here of what agenda is being carried out. And understand, in this agenda of a new world order, it does not include the church. It does not include those who have the conviction that Jesus, Yeshua, is Lord. That is to be eradicated. So when you have the mayor of Chicago going forth, and we're starting to read headlines like this where she's militarizing police, she's intimidating them, and citing others in the public to hate the churches, yeah, make no mistake, this has nothing to do with the welfare of the good citizens of Chicago being concerned about their health. This is about destroying the church of the living God. This is about taking Christians out. This is about the intimidations already begun. This is absolutely insane. Look at this headline. Churchgoers must register with the government in Kansas City. Isn't that comforting? New York pastor faces $1,000 fine holding drive-in church services. Uh, th that's just ridiculous. To the church, as far as the assembly goes and, and gathering together, is completely not even on crutches. We're not even in a wheelchair if you will. And then when they give them these little breadcrumbs, if you will, and tell them, oh, you can drive your cars in. Some states can drive their cars in, and then some are revoking that right. I mean, this is absolutely bananas. 
what is going on to give somebody a fine for people driving in their cars in a parking lot does that happen at the parking lot parking lots that are full at all these stores that we see it's insane no but they're but they're going after the churches churches can't come back and worship and if they do like in our good state right now uh, we're at a 25 percent as though any church can function at 25 percent that's it's ridiculous but you can see other stores that are packed and there's definitely not social distancing going on oh yeah they're fine they're totally fine again this is an agenda this is not okay something's going on here and we need to pick up on it I want to share a video with you just released this week by one of our senators here in Minnesota a man I highly respect it is uh, Senator Andrew Matthews I want to share with you what he says because if you thought anything I said today was crazy wait till you hear what he says Hi everyone, I'm Senator Andrew Matthews. I'm back here at home and in my district. I just watched Governor Walz's press conference this afternoon and I am so frustrated. I had to make a video and share this with you and rebut some of what we just heard. It's going off the rails and going to crazy town here. Uh, first, I wanna point out Governor Walz got asked about why he wasn't trying to work with the legislature and he tried to claim that he has been trying to work with the legislature for four months and blamed the legislature for the not being able to get work done. That's completely not true. He's been trying to avoid the legislature at all costs. That's why he wouldn't work with us on our bills to reopen businesses, to reopen the state, to push back and question, can things open up safely? It was shut down at every time. He doesn't answer calls unless maybe returns calls to the people on the other side, but not our calls. And then the biggest thing that I could not believe my ears when I heard this, they announced that when at some point in the future churches are allowed to reopen, they're going to ban singing at church services. Man, I wish I was making that up. That is absolutely ridiculous. And that was the final straw for me. I've called up a national Christian legal defense firm that I know of, uh, and I'm going to be talking with them and sharing how they are going to try to ban singing in our churches. It's time for lawsuits. This is completely an eradication of your First Amendment rights, which says government is not supposed to prohibit the free exercise of one's religion and trying to say that at some point in the future maybe we'll let you open but still in limited numbers and still all these things going on and then we'll ban singing that is just ridiculous well there you have it thank you senator matthews for the work that you do and uh you are right it is off the rails and it has gone to absolute crazy town when they are at actually implementing restrictions on praise and worship I don't even have to tell you we're not dealing with a public health crisis we are dealing with an agenda we are dealing with the spirit of Antichrist who absolutely despises praise and worship that is given to Yeshua Jesus he hates it he wants to destroy it and that's exactly what he's coming out to do but I can tell you this I am confident that God-fearing Christians and Messianics and Messianic Jews, uh, when they hear stuff like this, 
they're not even going to blink. It's so ridiculous. They're going to go and worship and worship together with others. Uh, we will never stop praising the Lord. The, the Psalms tells us, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And here's the deal. I am all for being humble. I am all for submitting to government authority. We should do this. Uh, Romans 13 makes this clear. Uh, the, the totality of the Bible uh, makes this clear. Uh, the New Testament as a whole, as you see, uh, render to Caesar what is Caesar's. This is, this is the reality that we're supposed to do. But here's the thing. When you cross the line and you start telling Christians that they can't worship together and something where we know in Psalm 22, the Lord inhabits the praises of his people, uh, that's something we will not abide by. We absolutely will continue to praise the Lord. We're required to praise him. In Psalm 149, verse 1, Praise the Lord, sing to the Lord a new song, and his praise in the assembly of the saints. It's interesting, the assembly of the saints, which our current government and our current governor and the spirit of Antichrist does not want us to do, does not want us to assemble, and now does not want us to praise. Now, if if that's not demonic, I don't know what is. The flip side of this, and this is what I really want you to focus on. Try to get past the insanity of this. Focus on the threat of praise and worship. When the devil comes out to take scripture from us, he's coming to take power from us. He's coming to take wisdom from us. When he comes to strip praise from us, again, I'm telling you, he's coming to strip power from the church. There is great and immense power in praise. I want to give you an example of this. Going to 2 Chronicles, the backdrop here is Jehoshaphat is on the brink of war with the Ammonites and the Moabites and the children of Esau. And he, as this is not a war he can win. And so we read in verse 21, And when Jehoshaphat had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and were saying, Hodu le'adonai ki le'olam chasdo. Give thanks or praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Now think about this. The singers went out first, not the army. Not the ones with the swords and the shields that were armed to the teeth. No, no. The ones who were praising the Lord went out first. This is the power of praise. Look at this, verse 22. Now when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, uh, who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. That is the power of praise and that is exactly what the antichrist the devil does not want you to have he does not want you to understand if we could see in the spiritual realm which does manifest in the physical realm as we see here what happens when we get together as a community as an ecclesia as one man and we begin to praise the name of Yeshua, yes, there is great 
power because he inhabits the praises of his people. And I just think of the Apostle Paul and Silas. They're thrown in prison, chained, locked behind prison doors. And what happens? They begin to pray and praise the Lord God. And the power of God fell on that place, shook the prison, ripped the prison doors open, ripped the shackles off of them. The prison guard gets saved. They walk out of there because of the power of praise. Does this sound like something that is bad for public health? That's ludicrous. Again, this is the twisting of reality to demonize what is so precious to the Lord, what should be so precious and powerful to us. They're demonizing it so that we stop doing it. There is power when we get in an assembly and do this with one voice, just as these priests and these singers went out before the army and in unison were praising the Lord, thanking him. Look at this. Look at this headline. No singing in church. Restrictions needed to limit COVID-19 spread. Singing presents a unique problem for meeting safety protocols such as a six-foot social distancing minimum. Isn't that interesting? You see how they're twisting? It's not safe. You horrible, selfish Christians, you. You're endangering the public at large. See, this is a sophisticated and convincing lie that the devil is peddling right now. But it is not going to win because true God-fearing Christians with godly conviction, with a heart for Jesus, Yeshua, they're going to go and they're going to praise. And it's going to bear witness to his great name and it's going to honor him. This is never going to stop. So I don't know what state you live in, but this state that I live in has absolutely lost its ever-loving mind. There's, there's, there's no way else to describe it, but we are in the midst of the spirit of Antichrist. We're in the midst of an agenda being carried out. Truth has been thrown to the ground. Truth doesn't matter. I want to close with this passage, and it's really going to connect us into next week. But this is from a communist he was uh, one of the head, the head, the chairman of the Communist Party of USA, CPA USA. And his name was Gus Hall, and he, he, he actually resided in Minnesota, actually born in the, the Iron Range, I believe, and resided in Minneapolis. And so, you know, here we have obviously some, some communistic roots that are coming out once again. But I want to read to you a statement he made, and it pertains to what we're talking about right now. And this is the communist agenda. This is the new world order. This is the one world government agenda. This is the heartbeat behind it. I dream of the hour when the last congressman is strangled to death on the guts of the last preacher. And since the Christians seem to love to sing about the blood, why not give them a little of it? This is the mindset of the devil. This is the mindset that we see being perpetuated right now. And so there is a call to arms in the sense of being spiritually equipped head to toe. Ephesians 6, you need to be prepared for battle. And that means praying and that means fasting. 
and getting your heart right with the Messiah, Yeshua.